Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Welcome to the Daily Download. I'm Travis Fame. Right now in North Carolina, it's legal to gamble on sports in three locations, all of them casinos on tribal lands. But this time next year, you might be able to do it from your phone. Today's deep dive conversation is all about gambling and a push to legalize it in North Carolina. I'm joined by Brian Murphy, WRL's investigative sports reporter who has been following this for more than a year. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. All right, lay this thing out for us. So a bill to legalize sports gambling failed to pass the state legislature last year by one vote, just one vote. The legislative session reopened this month. Supporters are trying again. What are the chances? Well, supporters are very confident. They think they have the votes. They think the changes uh, after the election, the composition of the House is now different. They think they do have the votes. Of course, I would remind everyone that they said they had the votes last year. There was a chaotic uh, scene on the House floor with the bill changing many, many times, being amended, stuff being stripped out of it, ended up failing by a single vote, uh, which I've never seen before on the House floor. Um, And so even though I think supporters are very optimistic they have the votes this year, there's some caution because sports gambling is a difficult issue. We saw what happened with the lottery. Adding any kind of gambling in North Carolina is is not a slam dunk. Yeah, it was unusual, uh, not only to have it be by one vote, but kind of be a surprise, too. I think a lot of people were on the fence, like literally walking onto the House floor. There were a lot of speeches, and it was bipartisan. This has bipartisan support and bipartisan opposition, right? Yeah, it, it does not cut along party lines, which usually makes it a lot easier for us to determine what's going to happen. When things break down along party lines, you can count the Republicans, count the Democrats. In this case, opposition and support are split. And, uh, you know, I spoke with Robert Reeves, who's the leader of the Democrats yesterday in the House, and he said he voted against the legislation in part because. He didn't even know what he was voting on by the end. Things things had, you know, the bill didn't look like the bill. It was hard to get amendments to figure out what was actually in the bill. There was they tried this kind of un, uh, uncommon two bill format. They had an original bill and they kind of passed a trailer bill that changed all uh, the tax rates and the fees. It, it was just a chaotic experience, and I think they're hoping for a much much cleaner experience this time. Yeah, and this time you mentioned the November election. Something like twenty five percent of legislative legislative seats have changed hands. So we got new people. It's going to be an unpredictable environment. But one thing I can guarantee is this: this group, the, the folks who want this, have a heavy, heavy lobbying push. They are on top of this. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the bill. What would it allow versus what it wouldn't allow? Sure, it would allow you to gamble from your phone, which is is kind of the big deal of it. Um, you would be able to bet at least at least in, in the way that the supporters envision it. You would be able to bet on professional sports. You know, college sports. Um, you would there would be mobile operators, FanDuel, DraftKings. You may have seen advertisements for these kind of companies, and you would sign up on your cell phone or on your on your laptop, and then you'd be able to place a bet at any time. Um, it would also allow for so-called sports lounges at PNC Arena and Bank of America Stadium and some other sports venues around the state, um, where. You, 
they're not a traditional sports book. They're not going to have people up there taking your bets, but they will have kiosks and terminals on which you can bet while you're at the sport the, the sporting event. And that the hope for teams like the Hurricanes or Panthers is that it would bring more people to their venues um, on not game nights on uh, throughout the year. Yeah, and that's that's the reason, or one of the reasons at least, that North Carolina's professional sports teams are all in on this. I mean, they're part of the lobbying push on this, right? They are, and and the important thing, and this is new reporting from WRL and myself, the teams now want to change the bill. The, the previous bill allowed for 10 to 12 licenses, um, and companies could apply for them. They would go through the lottery commission, they would send, submit their application to show that they actually know what they're doing, they're a reputable gambling outfit, and they would be able to secure a license to have mobile gambling. Well, the teams, and in part because this is happening in other states, said, wait a second, we want those licenses. Um, and so now their new proposal is that most of the, the big professional teams, as well as NASCAR, the PGA Tour, Charlotte Motor Speedway, eight, eight uh, entities in all would get their own mobile license. And then there would be four licenses available for open application. And, and why that's important is that the teams would then be in a much better negotiating position if they hold the license. They can cut a much better deal with these operators, DraftKings, Caesars, FanDuel, than if Caesars, FanDuel, DraftKings held the, held the license and the sports teams then had to go to them and try to work out a deal. So the, the sports teams want to change this. It's going. That's going to be the next big thing that happens with sports gambling. And, and how much money is on the line here? Like, Are there projections about like – how much? Obviously, money is the reason we're talking about this. No one is pushing this to lose money or to break even. I mean, are we talking millions, billions, hundreds of millions? What's the the ballpark we're in? Yeah, we've seen what other states have done. We're seeing, you know, states like Virginia, hundreds of millions of dollars are being wagered each month. Now, that doesn't mean hundreds of millions of dollars are going to come to the state. We think. Based on projections, maybe fifty to hundred million dollars when this gets up and running would come to the state in, ta- in tax revenue. In tax this revenue. would be tax. I mean, it would be much more. That that's the. Uh, I guess it's not the vig, but it's the it's the tax money that, that you're talking about there. Right, the tax money from these operators. So plus, there'd be money. You know, the the, the licenses would cost a million dollars. There would be lots of fees associated with it. But we're we're talking fifty to hundred million dollars, um, and, and that's probably on the high end. Hundred million is is definitely on the high end. So this is not a moneymaker. I mean, don't forget, the state of North Carolina has a $6 billion surplus. $100 million is kind of a drop in the bucket for a state with a $25 billion budget. Um, but Jason Sane, who's a big supporter of this, a top budget writer for, for the House Republicans, says, you know, this is about revenue leakage. You know, it's it's allowed in Tennessee. It's legal in Tennessee. It's legal in Virginia. You can just drive across the border and place your bets, um, not to mention, you know, offshore accounts or, or bookies around town or around the city. And so, you know, for, for many Republicans, this is a this is a revenue thing. Like, hey, this revenue is being spent. Let's capture our part of it. Um, but it, but it's not a game changer. It's not going to suddenly change the economic, uh, you know, forecast for the state. Yeah, when a border state legalizes something, it kind of changes the math. I remember a New York Times story not too long ago where they did some analysis and the the, the location with the most gambling. I don't remember if it was in the United States or the Eastern Seaboard or whatever, but it was a parking lot right across the border in a state that had legalized mobile gambling. Uh, I want to talk more about this bill, and I want to talk about the social cost of it, which is one of the reasons people are against it, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Brian Murphy here on The Daily Download. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right. Welcome back. We're talking about sports gambling and a push to legalize it on your cell phone or other device uh, during this legislative session, which began this week and gets gets going more in earnest as the as the weeks roll by, Brian. So talk to us about what are the social costs of gambling? I think intuitively we kind of know some, but I mean, that was that really featured when this thing lost by one vote last year. That was a big reason people voted against it. Yeah, the opposition was was you know manyfold. There were lots of arguments made, but it, it, there was a moral opposition. People just morally opposed to to allowing gambling uh, in the state or more gambling in the state. But then there was a lot of talk about the social costs, um, whether that's bankruptcies or divorces or alcoholism or you know problem gambling, all, all the problems that you would think might be associated with problem gambling. There was there was talk about you know if you want to register for these accounts online, you do it with a credit card. There was talk about only allowing you to do it with a debit card. Like the lottery is if you go to a gas station buy a lottery ticket. Right. And that way you can only spend what's in your bank account. You can't go into debt um, you know, gambling on sports. Uh, supporters of sports betting would say you have a lot more protections when you use a credit card than you do when you use a debit card. Um, so that that was a debate. But yeah, I mean, everything from, from suicide um, and depression and divorce and alcoholism, I mean, these social costs were all brought up. Uh, during the debate. One thing supporters will say, and, and Zach Hawkins, uh, who missed the vote, a big supporter, missed the vote due to a family emergency last year and likely would have changed the outcome had he been there. Oh, wow. Um, one thing he told me, and I and I don't think this point is made enough by supporters, is unlike the lottery where you, you buy a lottery ticket for a dollar and you hope to win hundreds of millions of dollars or maybe billions of dollars, sports gambling doesn't work like that. If you want to win $10 in sports gambling, you have to bet $10. So, so you bet $10, you watch the game, and you win or lose, and and at most you win $10. Now, sure, sure, there are parlays and things that have big cash payouts, but the large majority of sports gamblers are higher income. I don't, I don't know how that factors into the social cost of it, but we're not necessarily talking about people taking their last dollar and hoping to become a multimillionaire. A, a lot of sports gambling is is people who have disposable income and are willing to bet $10 or $100 for the chance to win $10 or $100. There's not a million-dollar payout out there. Yeah, but nobody's arguing, oh, well, this is a social good. It's more about you should have the freedom to do this. You can do this in other states. People are doing it anyway with offshore betting, so why don't we just leave? I mean, that's essentially – and also – you know, businesses want to make money, and the state wants tax revenue. No doubt, I'm, I'm not advocating for it. I'm not suggesting anyone says it's a social good, but but people are fighting back against this. People are going to spend their every last dollar betting on sports, and and they may, but it, but it is a different pay- type of payout than the lottery. You're right. The revenue, um, particularly the teams, and the Hurricanes have been pretty vocal about this, saying 
hey, we're competing in a salary cap league, and other teams are able to generate more revenue uh, based on sports gambling. So that raises the salary cap, and so we have to pay more for, for salaries, but we're not able to, to capture any of that revenue. So our costs are going up, but our revenue is not going up. Um, and, and I think the Panthers w- would make similar cases. Um, certainly there is a lot of money to be made by the sports teams, and that's why they're advocating for it. Yeah, so the Panthers will win the Super Bowl if this passes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Maybe they'll make the playoffs if this passes. <laughs> Walk us through a little bit how it would work. If this bill passes, how how physically you, you place bets. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. It's kind of as simple as download an app going on your phone. But I'm, I'm interested what protections would be in place to make sure things are on the up and up. I mentioned briefly uh, gambling now. You, you might do some sort of offshore thing. It can be hard to get your money back, I've heard. Like people make companies make you jump through hoops to get it. What protections to 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 make sure that if I bet ten bucks and win, I get my ten bucks? Yeah, because these are U.S. based companies, and and unlike say marijuana businesses, which are really struggling with the banking system, gambling is legal and it doesn't really have problems with the banking system. So you put your credit card down, it shows up pretty much instantaneously on your in your account. You can be placing bets within minutes. Uh, one thing we will see is a flood of advertising um, from these companies trying to get you to join their outlet, right? So if there are 12 licenses, there are going to be 12 companies competing for your sports gambling dollars. And so you're going to see a lot of giveaways, a lot of what they call free money or no-risk bets, where if you were to lose, you would, you would get a credit put back to your account um, in order to gamble. So there will be lots and lots of gimmicks at the beginning – to try to get you to choose one gambling operator over another. But it, it is as simple, and, and this is one of the things that opponents say, it is as simple as downloading an app, putting in some credit card information, and you're often gambling. Um, you know, whether that's good or bad, and that's what that's why they want mobile gambling, because it's very the ease of use is very easy. You can gamble at any time. You're sitting down to watch Monday night football game between two teams you don't care about. Hey, let me put a little action on this game. It's as easy as pulling up your phone and, and hitting a couple buttons. What about kids? Yeah, they do say that they there are safeguards to keep people from under eighteen from placing these bets. Largely, if you're under eighteen, you can't get a credit card. Um, but but <laughs> we both have children. Um, we know how easy it is for teenagers and and you know seventeen and sixteen year olds to to get a credit card or to borrow their parents' credit card and and to easily you know they can probably work the phone better in some cases than than their parents. Um, but there are safeguards put in place. There will be some money for problem gambling. Um, you know all that stuff is in place now does it work is it is it truly safeguarding or is it just you know kind of pretend safeguarding hey that language is in there we said if you're not 18 you can't be on the site but how, how much are they enforcing that I, I think that's all be determined one important thing the lottery commission would be in charge of running this and so the lottery commission will need to be staffed up this is like a big enterprise. I mean, we're talking about companies that have billions of dollars in assets that are looking for every benefit they can possibly get. The rules around uh, around gambling in st- other states are changing constantly. Um, is the lottery commission prepared to kind of run this? Be the be the governing body or the the regulator for this entire business. That's something to watch. And then even if it were to pass in say March or April or May, I think we're looking at a long run up to when sports gambling is actually legal. We could be looking at 2024 at least. All right. Brian Murphy, one of the best in the business and particularly on this issue. You've got a 
bunch of other stuff coming this week. Tell folks quickly if they, they want to go deeper, even deeper on this topic, where they can uh, find that information. Sure. There's a large story on WRL.com, and then uh, WRL hosts On the Record, and I'll be hosting with Cullen Browder. We'll be talking to Jason Sane, Pricey Harrison, who's a big opponent, as well as an industry lobbyist who's been working behind the scenes to get this issue passed. So you can check that out on, on WRL TV or WRL.com. Yeah, duh, On the Record, folks, is our weekly policy roundtable at 7.30 Saturday night, and then it'll be online as well. Folks, thanks for listening today. We appreciate you listening to the WRA Daily Download, making us part of that morning routine. Another great way to get WRAL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email. It's waiting in your inbox every morning. It's got triangle news, events, headlines, helps you get ready for your day. Sign up for that at WRAL.com newsletter. We hope you have a wonderful day. Breaking news, the designery can give you the kitchen of your dreams. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.